Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. What a beautiful day. But hey, every day is a beautiful day. Amen. But this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice. Listen, I will rejoice. And if there's someone up out there who feels that there's nothing to rejoice about, uh, try it again. Start again. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen, amen. What an awesome and mighty God we serve. You know, you know, I, I love to, I love to hear, I love to hear the word of God. You know, I love to have a discussion on the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you loved Jesus. Me my good. You loved me through my bad. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? I kind of like that song that you were just leading into. And I think we can, let's, let's just play a little so that we can get into this, this word. Because of my past, I'm glad you loved me. you didn't erase my future. Oh, hallelujah. Because, you know, sometimes we have fear. Sometimes fear overtakes us. You know, fear of, of, of retribution, fear of all the things that we have done. And then when we begin to approach this awesome and mighty God, we have fear. Amen. And we say, well, I can't come to the Lord because this is who I am. I can't come to it. Let me try to get cleaned up first before I can come to him. And my brothers and sisters, I'm just going to say the devil is a liar. You come to the Lord whichever way because he's the one who's going to clean you up. But, you know, last week we were talking about some uh, influential women in the Bible, fearless women. And I talked to you about um, a search that I had done on Google that uh, I pulled up 22 fearless women in the Bible. And I believe we had a chance to, uh, to break down uh, three or four of them. So what I want to do today is just continue about these fearless women in the Bible. Amen. Just talk about it. And I'm going to be doing a lot of scripture reading today. Amen. So if you would sit back and listen awesome. But if so be that you actually want to call in to weigh in on the discussions, I would be very happy to have you call in. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. Amen. And as you call in, I just want you to know that God is still 
in the blessing business. That sometimes, you know, we, we, we go through things that we feel that maybe God is not listening to us. God is not hearing us. But I just want you to know, and I don't know why I had to put that in, but whatever it is or for who, whomever it should be, I just would like you to know that he is still in the blessing business. He is still around. Amen. He's still hearing you. He knows your pain. He knows your situation. It is not hidden from him. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, he sits high and he looks low. I want you to understand this because sometimes we get the impression that everyone else is doing something and I'm not. Everyone else is moving forward, and I'm not. I'm going to say this again. The devil is a liar in the name of Jesus. You are a child of God. As a child of God, a firm believer in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he's looking after you. He's watching over you. And remember that. Let me stop for a minute here. Father God, We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, and for your grace. We thank you, Lord, that you are God, sovereign Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. And Lord, I come to you on behalf of my brothers and sisters who feel that, you know, you're not, you're They have to get all cleaned up before they can come to you. Oh, my Lord, Lord, show them, please. Show them who you are. Show them that you love them no matter what. So that they may come to you. Oh, hallelujah, as empty vessels waiting to be filled in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So we've had our conferences. Hallelujah. It was an awesome time in the Lord. For those of you who want to have a glimpse of, of what what happened, um, it's actually some, some of the uh, sessions are on my, uh, my, web, my website. Excuse me. No, not on the website yet. They are actually on my Facebook page. Um, and Marie Jewel, or they're on my uh, the Word Restores page, which is the Word Restores. Amen. I've shared it. So I would say to you, if you uh, if you are interested on in some anointing preaching and teaching, it is there. Amen. And praise and worship. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now listen, fearless woman. Hallelujah. Fearless woman. I want to start. I, these fearless women I want to look at. Um, I, I want to look at some who uh, are not as well known. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. They're not as well known as as, as the Roots and, 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 uh, and the Naomi's and the Sarah's. Amen. So, First and foremost, let me start with um, just reading a bit from that same um, website um, on 22 Fearless Women in the Bible. And it reads, uh, by definition, a fearless woman is strong when it comes to facing hard situations. They are confident in who they are and what they believe, and in their example of fearlessness, they encourage others to be courageous and make a difference. Amen. So we can learn a great deal from their stories. Amen. So what I'd like to do is to look at um, Priscilla. Priscilla. I don't know. She may not be considered fearless, but think of it. She had influence. And watch the way she did it. Priscilla, this is in the New Testament, was the wife of Aquila. Now, listen, listen, listen. You don't hear about Priscilla without her husband, 
They came as a team. And that's a word for some of, some of our women who are married in ministry. Amen. Uh, sometimes you do have to come as a team. That's how the Apostle Paul met Aquila and Priscilla as a team. So I want to read, and, and as I said, we're going to do a lot of scripture reading because it's a little more like storytelling today. So I'm going to read some um, from uh, Acts chapter 18, if you would like to, um, to follow. I'm going to read most of Acts chapter 18. So while Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply distressed to see that the city was full of idols. Amen. So he argued in the synagogue, etc. He just kept on going. Now watch it. I'm, I'm moving on. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. This is where we're going to start. There he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them, and they worked together. Hallelujah. By trade, they were tent makers. Every Sabbath, he would argue in the synagogue and would try to convince Jews and Greeks. So just think about what, what's happening here. So I'm not reading all of Acts, uh, Acts 18. Paul left Athens. He went to Corinth. So in Corinth, amen, this is where you hear 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, amen, that's Corinth. He found a Jew named Aquila because, you know, at that time the Jews would be, they, they would find themselves um, fellowshipping with other Jews. Amen. So he met him. What happened? Why was he in Corinth? He had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. There were a series of edicts that um, that that proclaimed Jews as um, I, I I don't don't even want to consider what we want to say about them. But they they were as though they were the lowest of the lowest in Rome, and. Every successive emperor would have some sort of program trying to exterminate them or, you know, to, uh, of torture, um, ensuring that they would, you know, they would pledge allegiance to Caesar. We had all of this that was going on in Rome, and this particular, um, this particular emperor, Claudius, he decided, I want you all to leave Amen. He ordered them to leave Rome. So what did they do? Priscilla and Aquila, or I should say Aquila and Priscilla, they fled to Corinth. And because Paul, you see, see how the Lord pulls it all together? Because Paul and Aquila were both tent makers, he hooked them up. Amen. Hallelujah. In Corinth. Now, Verse 4 tells us every Sabbath he would argue in the synagogue and would try to convince Jews and Greeks. So you know that the Apostle Paul was about the kingdom work. Amen? About his father's business. So no matter what, after he had left Athens, that's why I started off about Paul was um, in Athens. After he left Athens, he came to, uh, to Corinth. Um, when he was in Athens, he was shaken. He was shaken by, you know, by, by the, the, um, the, the statues of, of the unknown God, as, as they would call it. Um, it you know, and, and these Athenians, uh, they were living and they would spend their time just um, telling, t talking about something new and, and you know, um, listening for something new. They were all reaching out for something new. And, and so he was able to, um, to, to minister to them, you know, and say, well, listen, I see you're extremely religious 
in every way. But you know, I saw this, this, this thing called the unknown God. So let me tell you about this unknown God that you worship. Amen. That you are thinking of. And, and after he had left Athens, um, you know, some people were doubting, but some people did find themselves converted to Christianity you know, listening and knowing about this unknown God. So when he was through, he continued on his journey, came to Corinth. And what I see here is how the spirit of the Lord moves, hooked up both Paul and Aquila because of their trade. And yet Paul continued to to preach, to convince, to teach um, the Jews and listen and the Greeks about Jesus. Amen. So I found this um, very interesting, but that's not the piece that I really want to get at. What I want you to see is that when we, whenever we saw a mention of both Aquila and Priscilla in his letters, it seems as though he reversed the order. So I'm going to read um, Romans 16. Amen. And I want to read, now we were talking about influential women in the Bible, and I'm touching on uh, Priscilla, but I want to make some passing references here. So here are some of Paul's fellow servants in the gospel. He is writing this, uh, excuse me, he has greetings for, um, for, for his, his brothers and sisters. He's sending a letter back to the Romans. And he says in, in, um, in chapter 16, he says, I commend you, our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church at Centria, so that you may welcome her in the Lord as is fitting for the saints and help her in whatever she may require from you. For she has been a benefactor of many and of myself as well. So what is he doing? He is giving a recommendation to another influential woman, woman, amen, Phoebe a deacon of the church, amen, and he's telling them, look, support her, amen, welcome her, support her. And then he says, greet Prisca and Aquila. Now you notice the reversal of the names. Now Aquila was of his trade as a tent maker, amen, but somehow Prisca, who is Priscilla, was the one he named first. And it's not the only time that he had done it. And, and I, I find that extremely interesting that there was, had to have been something about this Priscilla that the Apostle Paul would want to, re, to make sure that her name came before her husband's name. So great Priscilla and Aquila who work with me in Christ Jesus and risk their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Wait a minute. Greet also the church in their house. How awesome this is. Amen. So it's a couple in their house. Remember, he just he had met them, amen, because of the trade. And yet, now their house has been opened as a church. And Prisca or Priscilla is, is, is a key in that he calls her name first, amen. Hallelujah. So when he says they risk their necks, it wasn't just um, Aquila who risked his neck. It was her. I'm talking about influential, oh, hallelujah, woman in the Bible. She didn't stand back and do nothing. Amen. And listen, another passing reference. The Apostle Paul says, greet my beloved Ep- Eponetus, who was the first convert in Asia for Christ. Greet Mary who has worked very hard among you. You know, it's, it's, it's just, 
he's he's got all these these women who are actually working in the ministry influential women amen just passing references to them but why did he use their names amen talking about working very hard among the romans oh praise the lord listen to the other one greet andronicus and junior some manuscripts say that junior is julia female my relatives who were in prison with me they are prominent among the apostles and they were in Christ, oh hallelujah, before I was. Oh, praise the Lord. So they had known about the Lord and they were Christians beforehand. And this Julia, influential woman in prison with him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And again in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 19, the, the Apostle Paul is speaking to Timothy and he says, Greet Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Oh, <laughs> Praise the Lord. So what are we saying here? What, what we are seeing is there, is there are women whom we may not hear much about, and yet they are working behind the scenes. Now watch this. In Acts 18 and 24, there came to Ephesus a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria. He was an eloquent man, well-versed in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with burning enthusiasm and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But when, listen, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of, the God, of God to him more accurately. And when he wished to cross over to, excuse me, to Achaia, the believers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. On his arrival, he greatly helped those who through grace had become believers. For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Messiah is Jesus. So Priscilla and Aquila were influential in opening up the scriptures even more to this young man, this man, Apollos, a man who could actually expound on the scriptures, who can reason well to convince others of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so what I look at is even Priscilla with her husband, her name is written. You can tell that she was an active participant in the ministry. Now, let me just read a summary for you. Priscilla ministered the gospel together with her husband, Aquila. The Bible describes her as an effective mentor when she and her husband takes Apollos aside and explain to him the way of God more accurately. The two were a spirit-filled couple with godly marriage that resulted in a powerful ministry of the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. They, they welcomed Paul into their hearts and home to live with them and work with them as they were making tents. He established them in the doctrines, and they in turn taught others, such as Apollos. And, and as we have said in our summary, we see Priscilla is never mentioned apart from her husband. Amen? And that is an awesome thing to remember, that she was not mentioned as a, you know, as a lone ranger. They were both in ministry, and they were mentioned together. Influential women in the Bible. Amen. And we thank God. We say to you, even now, if you wish to call in, the number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. Amen. So our wonderful producer, I know she's got some sort of song that she's going to play for us.
Yes, he is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, she's spot on today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, praise him. Praise him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here's another one. What are we talking about? Influential women of the Bible. Amen. And remember, this is Elder Jewel on the Word Restores, and the number to call is area code 313. 8719656 Amen This particular woman of the Bible I I really like the idea of talking about her and the reason why is that she has no name Amen It's where she's from but she has no name. So let me read from John chapter 5. This may be kind of long, and I may skip through a couple of verses, but I want to read this story. No name, but she had impact. Influential woman of the Bible. So he came to a town in Samaria, he being Jesus, amen, called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, Give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is that you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. 
When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then, the disciples rejoined Jesus. Just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking to her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. And he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying, It's still four months unto harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and one reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many believers... Many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves. Hallelujah. And we know that this man really is Savior of the world. Oh, praise the Lord. This is John chapter 4, verses 5 to 42. And we still don't have her name, amen. We all talked about her as the Samaritan woman. That's all, no name. But think of what she had done. Think about her boldness to be out getting water at that time of day. I hear it preached a lot of times. Think about it. Think about what they thought about her because, as it was revealed, she had, what was it, five husbands? Amen? Yeah, she says, I have no husband. But, yeah, you're, you're right. You've had five, and, and, the one, and the one you now have, he ain't your husband either. Amen? She had, a, she had a bit of a reputation. Amen? And Jesus honed in on it. And yet, even with that, and even without her name, Amen. She was able to speak to, oh my God, the Savior. She was able to recognize that there was something about him, that she had to drop what she was doing in order to go and testify to this Savior. Call a whole town together. Hallelujah. Call the town together and say, come, come, come. You come see a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He knows about me. And yet, he knew about her, but he still didn't give her a name. He never did call her name. I'm talking to our unnamed workers in the vineyard. Influential women of the Bible. Unnamed. They don't need to know your name. Do the work of ministry. Do the work of the Lord. Just continue to do what the Lord has given you to do. Amen. When the opportunity arises, the Lord is going to unction you through his spirit to stand up and deliver. 
Amen. She left what she was doing. So she was she was just minding her own business, striking up a conversation with a man she saw sitting at the well. Amen. As a matter of fact, she did not even begin the conversation because it was the man who was sitting at the well, Jesus, who began the conversation to ask her for a drink of water. And then she, you know, there was this banter back and forth until he began to, oh, hallelujah, reveal himself. Amen. And she picked up on it immediately. And even as she went to let everyone know, listen, 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 come see. He told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town. They made their way to him. Amen. His disciples, well, you know, they were a little bit off at that time. I don't think they they recognized what was going on because, number one, they really didn't want to even be part of this discussion because they were they were ready to say, wait a minute, what you doing talking to this Jew? Amen. Who who are you? They could have said anything because their thoughts were there. Amen. And yet Jesus had to correct them. So that by the time these this the Samaritan believers from the town came, Jesus was focused on them. He told me everything that I did. She's telling them, she's telling them, she's trying to convince them, my brothers and sisters and my influential women of of the Bible or of the word who are there without a name to convince others that Jesus is the Messiah. I say to you, you continue to do the work of ministry. Amen. Because they were so convinced about Jesus that they urged him to stay with them. And watch it. That's my Jesus. He stayed with them for two whole days. Oh, praise the Lord. Mm. And, And as she led them to Jesus, he did the rest. Amen. Because because of his words, many more became believers. Um, But they had to turn back to the messenger, our no-named messenger, our no-named witness, female witness. We're talking about the influential women of the Bible. Amen. And they had to acknowledge, wait a minute, we really heard you. But you know what? We heard for ourselves now. Oh, hallelujah. And we know that this man is the Savior of the world. How awesome this is. And a word of encouragement for my sisters in ministry who do not have the name. You haven't heard about sister so-and-so. No, that's okay. What it's all about is what are we doing for the gospel, for the kingdom. Let me just remind you that our reward is in heaven. Amen. Our reward. We don't get the reward. So don't worry about whether you're not a big name. No, no, no. Don't worry about whether they didn't even know your name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. So listen, I want to summarize this from that same document that I was reading. And it reads, Jesus, he treated them, I'll just use um, some of the words. He treated women with great respect and dignity. And she says, this can be seen throughout the New Testament. We see the value of women permeating the New Testament, even in in places where, you know, the, the, the culture does not, recognize the worth of women. And here's an example that was used. Jewish women were barred from public speaking. The oral law prohibited women from reading the Torah out loud. Synagogue worship was segregated with women never allowed to be heard. So Jesus' treatment of women was very, very different. Amen? And this is a good example 
of his treatment of people who have been seen as even outcast. Amen? They've been seen as outcast. And Jesus said, not so, not so. Amen. There were some some um, teachings that says, um, you don't even greet a woman. These are the, the rabbinic teachers. This, this is not in the scripture. Um, you, you, you can't even speak to a woman in public. You're going to bring evil upon yourself. So that's why we found that the disciples, they, they were just amazed to find him talking to this woman in public. So you imagine how stunned this woman was. It was the Messiah that was trying to reach out to her and offer her living water for her thirsty soul. She, here's what's written, and I think this is so beautiful. The woman at the well became one of the first mass evangelists for Jesus Christ. She was able to confront her past truthfully and transform into a motivating mouthpiece for the Lord. So, my brothers and sisters, the, 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 the ones who think that because I am such and such, because he did not erase my past, I can't do anything for the future. I say to you, the devil is a liar. You turn around, turn that around and start talking about God. You, you, once you become a believer, you continue, continue on that path of righteousness. Let Jesus continue to work on you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And the number to call is area code 313-871. 9656 Some influential women of the Bible, but but these are women who um, whom 
you and I may not consider to be well-known. And that is the beauty of these women. They don't have to be well-known to be influential in the word of God, amen, to be influential through this, the, the Christian circles, to be influential around their families or their friends, their, their fellowship at work, their fellowship at, in, their, uh, in their sports lives, in their uh, other activities, amen. Just know the word. Just understand what Jesus Christ has done in your life. Be a light. They don't need to know your name. Because, uh, my brothers and sisters, it really is not about you and me. Amen. It is about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's about the kingdom agenda. It's about being about our Father's business. That's where we are looking at the influence. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. So we just heard a song about being a superwoman. Yes, in Christ. When God gives you that strength, when God gives you what, what he does so that you will go out and minister the word of God so that you will go and preach the word so that you will go out Oh, hallelujah. Yes, they're going to think that you're a superwoman when in fact it's the power of God working in, among, and through you. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. And we have a caller on the line, and I pray that you will hear. Since we are on Facebook Live, I pray that you will hear our caller, and I will try to summarize. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hi, Elder Joa. God bless you, my sister. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? How are you? I am blessed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This sounds like my, my uh, down south, my down yes. south listener. Amen. Oh, God bless um, you. I just wanted to see if I could get prayer. Please. Amen. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we thank you because you are God and there's none else. Lord, we thank you because you make yourself available for us to come to you. Direct connection to you, Lord, as we pray to you. Lord, we come to you on behalf of my sister. And we're asking you, Lord. To relieve the burden in the name of Jesus. We're asking you, Lord, to move those things away that should not be. Lord, my sister is reaching out for prayer. So we're asking you, Lord, to touch her even now. Move the things out of the way, Lord, the people, the places, the things that are coming to beset her even now, Lord. We're asking you, move them, move them, move them. Open her eyes that she may see that you are still there, that you're still working on her behalf. Open her eyes, Lord, that she may see it. That all those that try to come up against her, they may come real close, but they're going to have to back down because this is your child, Lord. Let her see it. Let her know it. In the name of Jesus, Lord. And while you are working it all out, we continue to praise you, Lord. 
to give you the honor, to give you the glory, to give you the praise, Lord. While we are still working to understand what's going on, Lord, we are asking you to continue to work, to move them out of the way. You have said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My sister has come to you, Lord. We ask for rest for her, even now. In Jesus' mighty name, bless the Lord. Bless her in a mighty way. Prepare that table before her, in the presence of her enemies. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we'll be so careful to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you and love you much, my sister. God bless you. Thank amen. you so much. All right. God bless. Bye-bye now. Oh, praise the Lord. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. God bless you, Sister Sheila. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sure that you had an awesome time in the Lord today. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I got a clip of um, Minister Shirlene at the Women's Day, and I listened to as much as I could. And yes, Fear, get out in the name of Jesus. Those of us who are walking in fear, I'm speaking about influential women in the Bible, right? Oh, but our influential women today, even though you may not have a name, a title, but if you are walking in fear, I pray even now that you continue to walk and let God do the rest. Amen. Let God do the rest. You're a fearless warrior, but you don't know it as yet. But I tell you, let him do the rest. He is going to show you. He's going to show up your enemies. He's going to show them up and show them out in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid to do what needs to be done. Don't be afraid to proclaim the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No matter what your profession, don't be afraid. Use wisdom. Don't be afraid in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. We've got one more influential woman in the Bible that we want to um, we want to talk about. And as I said, um, well, actually, there are two, but I think we'll have time just for one. Um, but as I said, we are what what we are looking at is these women who they didn't have to have a name amen we didn't even know who they were and yet they were women of influence and i may have to paraphrase both of them because i think that they are both um they, you know they 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 both give us a feeling that yes i can do it so i'm going to talk about this one who is axa and she is the daughter of Caleb. And God bless you, my brother Edward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Axa, the daughter of Caleb. Now listen, the, the, the lands were being apportioned to the men, amen, of, um, uh, of Israel. Amen. Apportioning the inheritance now to, do, to Judah. And I'm just going to pick it up and just start reading, uh, amen, from Joshua chapter 15. Now, as they were apportioning, I'm going to read, the west border was to the great sea. They, you know, they give you all of the, um, the, the boundaries for each and every one of, um, of the, the children of Judah, uh, the men. And uh, the west border, I should say, the families. And the west border was to the great sea and the coast. And this is the coast of the children of Judah, according to their families. And to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he gave a part among the children of Judah, according to the commandment of the Lord, Judah. Okay, uh, the Lord to Judah. Even the city of Arba, the father of Anak, which city is Hebron. Now, this may sound like gibberish, but I'm going somewhere. And Caleb 
drove thence the three sons of Anab, Sheshai, and Ahiman, and Talmai, the children of Anak. These are the Anakims. Amen. And he went up thence to the inhabitants of Deber, and the name of Deber was Kerjach Shepher. And listen, I apologize if I don't pronounce it right, but hey, I'm trying, okay? All right. And Caleb said, watch, watch this now. Caleb said, he that smiteth Kerjach Shepher and taketh it, to him will I give Aksa, my daughter, to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, the brother of Caleb, took it, and he gave him Aksa, his daughter, to wife. So Aksa married Othniel. And it came to pass, as she came unto him, that she moved him to ask of her father a field, and she lighted off her ass. And Caleb said unto her, What wouldst thou, what do you want? Who answered, Give me a blessing. For thou hast given me a south land, give me also springs of water. And he gave her the upper springs and the nether springs, and this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Judah according to their family. So this is the end of the story. Listen to the significance of this. Amen. So she asked her father for a blessing. Why? You have given me a south land. The south land was actually desert land. It's the Negev, the desert land. So think about it. Not much can grow in the desert, but this is the land that was apportioned to Othniel, amen, as a reward for his fighting against the Anakims. So, he says, you have given me a south land. Give me also springs of water because I need to water the land. Amen. Give me some springs. And, and he gave her the springs. Now, if that's not awesome, I don't know what is. Amen. So we have to be mindful, my brothers and sisters, that as we go along, when we see something that maybe that we may have to request and ask for, let us do it. Let us do it boldly as influential women, because now she has been given, she asked her father for something that was outside the inheritance, and he did give it to her. Amen. So the daughter, the friend, the friend, she, Caleb was the friend of Joshua, and he promised, he promised um, his daughter to the one who would um, take, you know, take up the challenge, but the desert was dry. She stepped out on faith and she claimed additional blessings for her family because she was bold enough to ask for it. Amen. And think today of being bold enough to go to God and ask, ask for your blessings. Oh, in the name of Jesus, God bless you, Dr. Dawn. Oh, wonderful that you joined. And we have in the last uh, minute or two of the broadcast, I want to remind us when we speak of influential women of the Bible, we can have these names, the names that people know. And yet there are other names that you just don't know. Who is? What's the name of the Samaritan woman? Her name is not recorded in the Bible. Amen. It's not recorded. And yet she brought so many people to Christ. Amen. So think about it. Your name doesn't have to be recorded and just do the work of ministry. This is what we need to do in our lifetime. Oh, praise the Lord. We're on Kingdom Business. This is Elder Jewa signing off. And I say to you, may God bless you. May the word of Christ dwell in you. We sincerely thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. Let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org, or through Facebook, Anne-Marie Jewel. Or call, send us a text to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewel, a fellow servant in Christ. 
Until next time, may God bless and keep you. And may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen.